1: Back. as Liberty weeps my forefathers been in their graves pray God will bless some way out of this mess we must take the
2: miracle back good afternoon ladies and gentlemen this is the National Intel reports I'm your host John stepmu with you on this Monday. I cannot read my atomic clock here. What's that? The 8th day of June. Why is it doing that? We need a clock doctor. At any rate, uh, the year is 2020, obviously. And uh, Steve Elkins will be joining us here in a couple of minutes. But I want you to hear something, folks. It's something that it would seem like if I sat down and really thought about it and put pen to paper... Uh, This would be something that I would say. Instead, this is coming from Candace Owens. And it's on the issue. And better it come from a black person than (laughs) whitey-tighty. Because, you know, we're all racist. At any rate, uh, I'm going to play this thing, and uh, Steve Elkins will be joining me right after this. And then I have some programming announcements. I just got verified, and, uh, well... It's going to be double plus good.
3: Hello, Facebook family. Um, I have decided to do this video. It has been weighing very heavily on my heart um, and on my mind as well. And It was something that I wanted to say early on, but there were so many emotions and so much pressure um, for me to go with the popular opinion about who George Floyd was, um, and sometimes it can be difficult when there are just so many external pressures to say what you believe and this was an instance where I felt like my silence would have been better in the beginning, but the more that I think about it, I realize that we are being sold a lot of lies and at the detriment to the black community, at the detriment to the white community and at the detriment to America as a whole so I um, want to come out and say uh, that I do not support George Floyd and the media depiction of him as a martyr for Black America. I'm going to explain why, and I hope that some of you guys will understand where I'm coming from. Um, I have spent a considerable amount of time reading a lot um, of black authors that I think are some of the most brilliant black Americans breathing, Um, Walter Williams, Shelby Steele, Thomas Sowell, and I recently came across something that was an idea that was planted into my head by Shelby Steele, and it has been something that I cannot um, forget. It is something that will stick with me for the rest of my life. And it is something that I hope for the black Americans that are watching will stick with you for the rest of your life. Shelby Steele said that the black community is unique from other communities. Um, our our culture is unique from other communities. Um, because we are the only community that caters to the bottom denominator of our society. Now, let me explain what that means. Um, It means to say that not every black American is a criminal. Not every black American is committing crimes. But we are unique in that we are the only people that fight and scream and demand support and justice for the people in our community that are up to no good. You would be hard pressed to find, um, you know, a Jewish person who has spent five stints in prison uh, who commits a crime and dies while committing a crime and that the Jewish people champion and demand justice for. You will be hard pressed to find this in white America. You'll be hard pressed to find this even in Latino America. Uh, If there is a person that is spent multiple times in prison, you are not going to see a bunch of Latinos coming out um, demanding justice for this person even if and I want to be very clear what I'm saying is not any defense for Derek Chauvin I hope Derek Chauvin gets the justice at that, um, that he deserves to be um, you know implemented upon him and that the family um, of George Floyd deserves justice for the way that he that he died um, but I also am NOT going to accept the narrative that this is the best the Black community has to offer. For whatever reason, it has become fashionable over the last uh, five or six years for us to turn criminals into heroes overnight. Um, And it is something that I find to be despicable and it's something that I refuse to stand by any longer and I'm not going to play a part in it, no matter how much pressure comes from Black liberals and Black conservatives as, as some token of people wanting you to believe that this is the only way you can be Black is you have to say this was wrong and that this, you know, this person was amazing. I won't do that. Uh, George Floyd was not an amazing person. Um, and as soon as this video hit the internet, I did just basic searches. Uh, everyone jumped on it and called and, and was looking at the police officer and everyone agrees that the police officer was wrong and the police officer has been arrested. Um, so that is not the reason I'm not discussing that is because that is not something that has been misconstrued in the media. Uh, he has been turned into the devil that he is and there is no reason for us to harp on that any longer because white Americans are not uplifting Derek as a victim or pretending that he's an amazing human being. But George Floyd is being uplifted as an amazing human being. Um, and uh, for those of you who have not yet seen the clips and did not pursue or wait for more clips to come out, uh, first and foremost, George Floyd at the time of his arrest was high on fentanyl and he was high on methamphetamine. Uh, this came back in both of his autopsy reports. Uh, if you pursue the 911 transcript, you can see the person describing somebody who is out of their mind high, um, and which is what made the person fearful because he tried to, you know, to. Uh, use a a bill that I guess was a fake bill to purchase something and then he was outside acting weird and they in their police call said that this person was obviously distorted on drugs Uh, when he is put into handcuffs and is put against the wall a baggie of what looks to be like uh, cocaine or uh, some it's, it's white it's a white baggie that he drops onto the floor that you can see in an image if you look up the clip the media is refusing to circulate it you can find it on Twitter if you if you use use duckduckgo and look up um George Floyd baggy uh you can watch the clip yourself with your own eyes uh he had drugs on him at the time of his arrest um now Barring all of that, nobody thinks that he should have died during this arrest, but what I find despicable to be is that everyone is pretending that this man lived a heroic lifestyle when he didn't, and I want to talk about what his lifestyle was um, leading up to this moment and why I refuse to accept the narrative that this person is is a martyr or, or should be lifted up in the black community and that we should be buying t-shirts uh, with his name on it, okay? So here we have, first and foremost, let's start from the bottom of his record. And by the way, I am not saying that if you have a record, you don't deserve a second chance. I think people get arrested, um, and some people can serve time in prison, and I believe in second chances, but I do draw the line when it comes to uh, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, and ninth ninth chances. 1998, he spent uh, 10 months in prison for theft with a firearm. Uh, That was the first prison stint that I could find on him. In 2002, he spent eight months in prison for a cocaine offense. In 2004, just two years later, he spent another 10 months in prison for a cocaine offense. In 2005, he spent another 10 months in prison for having um, less than one gram of cocaine on him again. Um, In 2007, and this was the biggest incident that I had that made me realize this was a horrible human being that I would—I I am not going to pretend was a good person. In 2005, a woman who was pregnant uh, received a knock at the door um, and she went to the door and the person pretended to be someone that worked um, for the water department. So she opened her door and quickly realized that the person at her door did not work for the water department and attempted to slam it. Um, at the moment that she was attempting to slam it, a Ford pulled up and another five men jumped out of the car and one of which was George Floyd came up to the door and they forced their way inside to her home uh, inside of her home um, mind you this woman is pregnant at that point uh, George Floyd took out a gun and pressed it to her stomach um, she was screaming begging for her life and uh, and he put her inside of her living room, and instructed one of his criminal friends that was with him uh, to watch her and to make sure she didn't leave the living room. So he was playing guard while they ransacked her home looking for drugs and money. They did not find um, drugs. They ended up taking, I believe, her wallet and her cell phone. Fortunately for her, her neighbor um, observed what was going on and caught the license plate of the people as they pulled off and called 911. And when 911 was able to, um, they were able to track down the car uh, of which uh, George Floyd was the driver. um, And they arrested him. And two years later, he was sentenced to five years in prison um, for that instance. Um, Now. You can say uh, the media is portraying it like he was just getting his life together after, you know, being released in 2014. Following that incident, uh, he was just getting his life together and, and moved and was going to start afresh. I'd like to believe all of those things, and there's a gap, and he never got in trouble for five years until this instant when the police were called on him again. Um, uh, but you are defying common sense to believe that this person suddenly became an exemplary character but happened to be high on fentanyl and methamphetamine um, and, and trying to use a bill, um, uh, a fake bill, to purchase something. And so in my opinion, uh, George Floyd was a criminal. he was a criminal and just because he was a criminal doesn't mean he deserved to die at the knee of a police officer but it does mean that I am not going to play a part of the broken black culture that always wants to martyr criminals who wants to pretend they were these upstanding human beings that just wanted to help society uh that just wanted to reach out um and and uplift society and he has a rap sheet that is long that is dangerous he was an example of a violent criminal his entire life Okay, up until the very last moment. Now, again, I want to be clear. This is not a defense for Derek Chauvin. No one in, that I have spoken to, no one in the news is defending Derek Chauvin. He is getting what he has coming to him. Okay, great. But why are we pretending that this criminal should be upheld as a citizen, uh, 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 of a, as a martyr in black America? A martyr for a fake narrative, by the way. Police brutality, racially motivated police brutality is a myth. Okay. So let's get into that. Not only are we using this death, right? And allowing it to cause these riots and protests pretending this was some upstanding citizen in the black community who was tackled down um and and killed for no reason right not only are we allowing it to inspire riots riots in which black people are dying in which actual upstanding black citizens are dying case in point i'm sure you guys have all now seen uh david uh the the sheriff that just was shot and killed uh because he was trying to protect uh a a pawn shop Please look him up if you haven't seen it. I'm blanking on his last name. His first name is David, um, who was shot and killed for trying to protect a pawn shop from looters, an upstanding citizen, an actual head of a police. He was the head of a police his entire life, 77 years old, did everything right. Right. So we now have to kill upstanding black citizens because a non-upstanding black citizen, a career black criminal died. Now, did he deserve to die in that manner? No, I can't say it enough. No, he didn't deserve to die in that manner. But I will be damned if the rest of us upstanding black citizens have to suffer because of this incident that rarely ever happens in America. So here are some numbers for you people that are still believing that police brutality is a real, racially motivated police brutality is a real thing. First and foremost, okay, you have a 25% higher chance as a violent white criminal Of dying at the hands of a police officer than you do as a black criminal. Last year, a total of nine unarmed black black men were killed by police officers and 19 white men were killed by police officers. For those of you that aren't good at mathematics, right, you might be thinking, oh, but Candace, white people represent 60% of the population and black people represent just 13% of the population. It doesn't matter. What percentage of the population you represent, it matters what percentage of the violent criminal community you represent. And unfortunately, black community create uh, um, commits a disproportionate amount of crimes compared to the white community. Let me tell you, 6% of the population, right, black men, 6% of the population account for 44% of all murders in this country according to 2018 statistics. That is what you call a gap, and yet white people, white people who represent 60% of the population, we represent 13, uh, black men are 6%, uh, only, uh, represent 50% of all the murders, right? That makes no sense. That, that makes no sense. A six-point variation in a community where we are, we are extreme minorities. We commit 50% of all violent offenses evenly split, and we're only 13% of the population, okay? So we have a lot more encounters with police officers. And don't say the police officers are coming around because we're black, I'm talking about violent criminals. I'm talking about murder, 44% of murders, okay? You wanna talk about real statistics? The, the the police officers have way more to be fearful of in the black community than the other way around, okay? We commit, on average, a, a police officer is 18 and a half times more likely to be killed by a black person than the other way around, okay? So this entire narrative is complete smoke and mirrors. It's all made up, it's just election fodder. It's white versus black because it's an election year, not because black Americans are suffering at the hands of police officers more than white Americans. Do some police officers do the wrong thing? Yes. I don't think there's anybody in the world who has not encountered a police officer and thought this person is an absolute jerk who is power tripping, whether you are black or white. We know they exist. And we know they're always going to exist, by the way, because they're human beings. And sometimes human beings suck. In fact, if you want to attack a community for, for you know, accidental slayings or brutality, did you know that doctors accidentally kill a quarter of a million people every year because of mistakes? Do you know, there's, there's been doctors that have been arrested for being serial killers that just were killing people because they wanted to. Do we protest and boycott doctors? Do we assume all doctors are horrible human beings because some doctors are? Or do we realize that society is not perfectible. People suck in every profession. It is no excuse to paint society with a broad brush. It is certainly no excuse to accept a Democrat narrative. Okay, that black people are being disproportionately hunted down by police officers because of the color of their skin. You want to know the best way to avoid not being not being brutalized by a police officer is to not is to is to limit the amount of encounters you need to have with them, especially when it comes to violent crimes. Okay. I am not going to stand for this continual bottom-feeding narrative of us martyring people that have had five, six, seven stints in prison and then pretending they were upstanding heroes to our community. It's bullshit. It's Uh-oh. bullshit. Excuse Uh-oh. my language. It's absolute bullshit. Uh-oh. And I'm tired of it. I'm tired of having to play pretend. I'm tired of sitting here and being called a coon or an Uncle Tom because I won't play this bottom-feeding game with you. If you want to hang up posters of criminals on your wall and talk about them as your martyrs, do it. Do it. Do it. You can do it. Kobe Bryant was my idol, okay? I'll keep, a photo. I'll keep a photo of Kobe Bryant. You can keep one of George Floyd and pretend he was an upstanding human being that just once or twice put a gun across a pregnant woman's belly. Could you imagine that woman right now? That black woman, by the way, right? Watching everybody pretend this person was an upstanding human being who just at the age of 42 at, and five prison stints was going to get his life together. I mean, it's embarrassing. We are embarrassing in that regard, right? We, this is why we have a cycle and a toxic culture, because nobody wants to tell the truth in Black America. It's so easy to be a victim. It's so easy to ask black, white people to bow down and apologize and do all these things for us. It's crap. It's crap. Thank you. It's a lie. It's a farce. Thank you. Our biggest problem is us, okay? It's why we don't talk about it when black-on-black crime happens. It's why we don't talk about it when 40, 40 black people are killed in one weekend during Memorial Weekend um, in Chicago. We don't want to talk about any of that stuff. We don't want to talk about Baltimore. We don't want to talk about New Jersey. We don't want to talk about any of these places where black people are being slaughtered by other blacks because that would, that would mean that we had to be personally accountable, right? That would mean personal responsibility. We don't do personal responsibility in our community. We don't do it. We blame white people. Right, We only point a camera to white people when they do something, even though we do it at a way higher rate to ourselves. Right, We celebrate our drug dealers. We're the only community right, that would ever create hashtags to free people from prison because they committed crimes, like free Meek Mill, free this rapper, free this rapper. How hard is it to not spend multiple times in prison? How difficult is that? Is that too hard for us? Is, I mean, is that way too high of a mountain for us to scale to do the right thing to be upstanding citizens? That is the call to action that I have for Black America with Blexit. Like, why do we keep fulfilling this narrative? What do you think the perception of us, by the way, is on the outside? You ever look at the comments? You ever go into, like, an anonymous blog and see what people say? Oh, just black people being black people. I see those racist comments. Oh, just black people got to riot. Black people got to be black people. You know how they are. Oh, just black people being ignorant. That That is the perception. When people get to be anonymous and talk about us, that's what they think about us, right? They think that, We are the kind of people that will forever uphold criminals as the martyrs of our society that we will never take account for the things that we do wrong right that we don't have it within us to educate ourselves to get ahead and that for those of us that actually do it well we get called coons right you got condoleezza rice she's a coon larry elder he's a coon dr ben carson brain surgeon First ever to perform uh, the surgery of splitting uh, twins that are connected by the head. He's a coon, right? What a loser he is! What a stupid guy he is! Kanye West says he he's not going to be told to do it because of the color of his skin. He's a coon. He's lost. He's in the sunken place. The sunken place. That's where we all are, right? Because we demand more, and we will get more out of this society. Because we will be we're going to get ahead, right? That's what's going to happen. We're going to get ahead. Black conservatives get ahead because we don't subscribe to this narrative because you're not going to catch me outside trying to grab a TV pretending that it's because a martyr named George Floyd got killed. Okay? I'm a big believer that no matter what color you are, you do stupid things, you win stupid prizes. Okay? We have to do better. We have to teach our kids better or we're not going to get ahead, right? Anyways, this is just a rant because I have been feeling super, super, super annoyed at these depictions in society i I have you know i have no apologies here to make uh george george floyd is not my martyr he can be yours that's and that's all i have to say to black america
2: that's what i call a bombshell we'll take the break we'll be back in three
4: That you can be tracked and traced when you're online? With identity theft and cybercrimes on the rise, your passwords, your identity, and even your physical location can be revealed to complete strangers. Would you like to surf the internet anonymously and not have to worry about these threats? Well, now you can by visiting patriotinternet.com. For about $2 per month, patriotinternet.com will conceal your IP address and your physical location, allowing you to browse the web, send emails, and instant message anonymously. patriotinternet.com will bypass filters.
2: all righty we're back steve elkins hey there john in god's <laughs> waiting room in the biggest sandbar on earth coming to you live from florida yeah how are you yep. doing
5: i'm doing all right uh, Going through that uh, that phase again, you told me about. I'd be getting angry, and then I'd, I'd kind of lighten up, and I'd get angry again. Well, mm-hmm. I was in the angry, the angry phase over the weekend here again. So
2: yeah, we well, and and I warned you, fair warning.
5: Yep, you did.
2: You did. So, what did you think of Miss Owens' rant?
5: Uh, she was on the, on the on spot. Uh, there were some questions I have about it, and I'll be honest with you, um, that she seems to believe. Pretty much uh, everything that she's been told. And I, I question some things here with my medical experience and background, with being high on fentanyl and being high on uh, meth and all these different things. I mean, we're we're getting the information <clears throat> that's uh, coming from those, I think, who are behind the agenda to justify what has happened to use this kind of force. I'm not buying all that. Uh, I've seen, I've taken down guys who are high on meth, and yeah. I tell you what, I had I had a guy in Georgetown, South Carolina, coming through the ER one time, and I have never seen somebody who was so flippant strong, who was about five foot six, and he could have taken down anybody, this guy was a, I mean, he was just a powerhouse, and uh, I remember it took a whole bunch of people to hold him down, and the physician said, Steve, take him down, give him some Versed, and uh, I stabbed it through his jeans. With the needle, I went right through his thigh muscle there into his jeans and uh, gave him 5 milligrams, I think that was, that was a dose, to get him under control. And then we put four-point restraints on the guy. So I, I didn't see that in the video, uh, a guy that was wild on drugs, meth, wild crazy. I didn't see that. So, you know, when we get this information, I think he fit the perfect patsy is what I think. He, well, he has a history, yeah. and I think when you want to have an agenda – and I've pointed out the video failures, the abnormalities in that video with those two people there were not medical professionals by the way that I start to I question everything and um, and so I you know part of it I said yeah she's right on the money and but part of the information she was giving out about all these other things about his history this and this we're we're just taking her word for it She's given information, somebody's given her this information, and has anybody really...
2: No, she did the research herself. She didn't cut and paste this, Steve. She did the... If you listen to the video, she said she has done a lot of reading and a lot of research. All right. And she's, to her satisfaction, and the bigger point of this, without picking fly crap out of the sugar bowl, is what the woman said. Because this is the start of adult conversation in this country without having to pander to the culturally deficient.
5: I, I, well, I'll, I'll agree. I'll agree. This is not about Black Lives Matter. If it were about Black Lives Matter, then why are they targeting black business owners and burning their business down?
2: Um, this is this because is Because if they that. go anyplace else outside of the hood, they get their butt shot. That's why. Yeah, maybe so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Well, yeah, well, and then well, lo and behold, yeah. what did we what did we hear, Steve? Well, yeah, they they got plans of uh, burning farmhouses down and this, that, and the other. Uh, let let them try that up in say in Southwest Missouri. See how that goes for them. See if they can pick on farm oh, owners up there. Or come what? down here to Florida. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or or Florida. Not... <laughs> see, come down here.
5: Try that crap around my house.
2: Now, uh, let's, see. Today, let's see how you turn out. That's today on out. C-SPAN, uh, we got a little tease on Fox News that uh, Trump was holding a roundtable in D.C. Uh, talking to sheriffs and uh, police chiefs, and which, by the way, happened to be black. And one of the attendees, and I forget her name, brought up the issue of what Donald Trump did about a year ago. And what he did was he started by is is that i'm hearing something in my ear mike is my that anything open okay all right sorry at any rate uh what he did was brought the black evangelicals into the white house and told right. them that look we're not going to penalize you if you need to speak to your people in your church we're not going to penalize you uh for taxation purposes or you're violating the new terms of the irs that you a preacher can't be political at the pulpit everybody missed that nobody talked about that i watched the entire proceedings and nobody and i mean nobody talked about that and that's been the restriction if we remember the indianapolis baptist church what did they take that guy down with oh well you're 501c oh you didn't file for a 501c3 oh well then therefore you don't have our permission, therefore you don't have a right to exist, and you can't preach about Jesus. Amen, and bring the sledgehammer. The uh, uh, there is fundamental changes going on, and it it this is this is going to be rather fascinating, Steve. Already in Minnesota. Now we all heard the story here about the Minnesota Minneapolis Minnesota Council voting. Unanimously to get rid of the police in Minneapolis. Well, guess, guess who just did a 180? The mayor of Minneapolis, Minnesota. He says, no, I'm not shutting down the police department. Where, in fact, he was all for it before. Some phone calls were made. People in Minnesota are pissed off. They are angry. And even down here politically, I'm seeing the Texas governor uh, because we have large populations of uh, minorities in Dallas and Houston and San Antonio, I see him taking the politically correct approach to this. And it, it for me, it's disgusting. Now's the time that real men and women have real conversations rather than this balderdash. By the way, we're still only in phase two. I was only able to get my hair cut last Friday. Whoopee! Stage three isn't here yet and opening up Texas and it's sitting right now at 101 degrees,
4: folks. You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org.
2: Programming change on Yield Network, and this is for, um, i got to carefully say this, um, what I've been teasing you guys about now for a couple of months is on schedule, on track. So I'm setting up the lineup on the network. When this thing goes boom, it's going to go boom. At any rate, um, Mark Windows, Windows on the World, that's been filling in Tuesdays and Thursdays, along with Mark Anderson. He does Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Um, I'm moving him to 12 to 1, five days a week. And I just got this confirmed, by the way. He was just wrapping up and finished uh, uh, filling in for Mike Rivero today. And I'd spoken to him earlier. He said, you know, he says, I, I, off the top of my head, yes, he said, but I want to make sure I don't have any encumbrances or anything else. And I let that sink in for a couple hours, and I just chiding him uh, today talking to him after the broadcast. And uh, he says, wow, he says, "you," he said it politely. And I said, oh, you mean the good old American arm twisting? And he laughed and he said, yeah. He said, but no, yeah, I want to do it. So I said, I'm going to make the announcement today. And who's going to be filling in in his spot on Tuesdays and Thursdays? Do we have a drum roll? We do? <laughs> wow. Is going to be Lark Cumbie and Nicarapana. And that's going to be Tuesdays and Thursdays. And it's going to be different this time. I explained the lark. It's going to be different this time because you were trying to explain communitarianism to people and they were yawning. They didn't see the need for this, you know, what we know the problems are and blah, 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 blah. They weren't listening. They completely tuned it out. Here again, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not the sharpest knife in the drawer, but I know when required information, required reading, so to speak, is necessary, and I put it out there, and it was pretty much flatly rejected. Now, as the owner of this network, and picking and choosing the programming and the content... <laughs> I'm not done talking. Why is he clearing his throat? <laughs> At any rate, um, I'll finish up here in a second, Steve. Um, there are reasons why I do things. And what I'd ask Lark to do, I said, now, Brett Baer on Sunday afternoon on Fox Business Channel actually did an hour segment on socialism and what it looks like, and hello, America, welcome to socialism. So now it's starting to partially be talked about in mainstream media. And I'd ask Lark, I said, use the present-day comparisons to your extensive research, which is voluminous, folks. And I mean voluminous. This will shed a little different light on his information and he's he's more than happy to do this. He's excited about doing it, and so am I. Okay, Steve, I'm done.
5: I was uh choking on the other side here to some water down the wrong pipe and I, I just typed over to uh <clears throat> to uh Michael, I said, I can't breathe.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you remember me I can't breathe. You remember me saying and I've and, and this came from years and years and years ago. I've always had this little thing when somebody was putting too much pressure on me and I was feeling a little closed in, I'd say, get off me, I can't breathe. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, by the way, uh, one of the things discussed in uh, Trump's roundtable is going to be um, new education for the police officers. In other words, no traumatic force, no choking, cutting off oxygen, blood to the brain, none of that (laughs) stuff. Because, Steve, even in the NFL... You get penalized for doing that's right. Head to head hits.
5: Yeah. yeah. So we're gonna to have to stop all those trips to Israel for the special training then, right?
2: Pretty much. And I'm glad you mentioned that because on our website, ladies and gentlemen, uh there is and let me go to the story here. Undercover investigation, Minneapolis riot was pre planned. And in that segment, Steve, funny you should say that. In that segment is showing the violent maneuvers that the police are being taught. True. Okay? So this isn't just, oh, it was a few officers that just didn't know what they were doing, or they were violent, or they hated black people, or whatever. Even Trump today corrected himself, and he says, you know, 99.9% of the cops out there are good people. And then he stopped. And he said, well, 99% of them. And now they're talking about Get this. Steve. This is coming from the president's mouth. They're talking about limiting uh, or getting rid of the liability that a person would have. In other words, taking that limited liability away from the police. If they're caught red-handed doing something stupid, ignorant, or deadly, guess what? You're no longer a cop. Oh, and another thing, (laughs) we're going to keep a file on you so when one department fires you, they're going to have access to your records to see if they want to hire you or not.
5: Well, that's a no brainer, John. That well, should have been going on all along. Well, yeah, you know, also Steve, on top of that, John, yeah. I would like to see a revision on these police boards because they're getting a pass. You know, they, they hit the wrong house, they kill an innocent person, we got the wrong drug house, they kill the wrong people. And then they, uh, they say, well, I feared for my life, and somebody went for a gun, but you were in the wrong house and you killed the people and the board comes back and said well you know it was it was a justified shooting because they grabbed a firearm but you were in the wrong house i'd like to
2: see a revision of these these board's oh, firing no, boards oh no no, no 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 that's in the works that's going to happen yeah and you and you know out of this uh and and people are openly talking about what Candace Owens was talking about that you know, just because Pink Floyd got killed, oh, by the way, he's lying in state in Houston like he was some kind of uh, top politician or an ex president or something. Oh, and and by the way, you, you were allowed to to view the open casket, uh, but you had to have your temperature taken and you had to wear a mask. Well, who are they protecting? The dead guy in the, <laughs> the casket? I don't know.
5: <laughs> well, CSPAN had the had the funeral, also a memorial service. CSPAN.
2: <laughs> he's a martyr. Well. They cover everything else that Trump talks about on Fox News, but they only spent a couple of minutes with that roundtable and then cut away. I went to C-SPAN to watch the entire thing. This is the kind of stuff that needs to be talked about. Because, you know, here was the trick bag, Steve. If you said anything, oh, you're a racist, or you're this, or you're that, Why? Because my skin's not the right color to give my opinion about culturally deficient, ignorant, lawless asshats in the inner cities? I'm a racist because of that? Well, you're not allowed to
5: say uh, all lives matter, which includes blacks, by the way. But if you say that, that's a racist comment. I I have a problem with this (laughs) because I say all life matters, Even the child, or the inside the womb, the unborn child, but uh, for some reason, if I say that, I could be deplatformed or Mm -hmm. you know face some trouble. But I'm saying all life matters, but that's they're not that's not acceptable, and I I I don't quite understand how they can make that argument. I'm saying all, which is including you, black person, lives matter. But if I say that,
2: that's racist. You just call me black. I get it. You just call me black. Yeah, you did. Yo mama. <laughs> Yo mama. <laughs> Look, Steve, I, I I can see positive things starting to come out of this. I, I honest to God that I can. And and I think it's going to be a little bit easier going forward to get rid of bad cops because they're there. I've seen them myself. Uh, they like to think of it when they come on like Billy Bad Butts and you know, they've got this look on their face and this look on this in their eyes that if you just say the wrong thing or make the wrong move, you're gonna get yeah. pummeled or right. tasered or whatever the case may be. Well, they consider that to be command presence. You know, this this is what they're taught. You gotta take control of the situation and you gotta have command presence. You're not my you're not my mummy, you're not my daddy, you're not the Lord Jesus Christ, okay? Right. So, uh, excuse me. Part and parcel of community policing is not treating everybody that you run across like a damn criminal, and park your attitude at home. Because you know what? I'm not going to do. I'm not going to do a damn thing you have to say, because I can already see what's coming, and I'm going to going to stop. Well, you know, it.
5: Trump gives. Trump doesn't give a reasonable percentage. I mean, come on, he's a guy that lives by percentages. He really does. So to say that 99.9% are all good cops, I mean, come on. That's no, 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 that's no, no, impossible, no, 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 and no, he knows no, that. No, 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 it's a no. stupid comment to make.
2: You, you just hate Trump, okay? I get it. Okay, no, Steve, it's a stupid get, comment no. to make. A Did, you, you, hear Did you hear what I said? Did you hear what I said? He said 999 9 and he retracted and he said 99% of the cops out there are good. Do you know what 1% of all the cops in America represents? Pretty much all the bad cops it, that we probably have in the uniform.
5: It's a hell of a lot more than 1%, John.
2: Well, I don't know
5: that. Hell of a lot more.
2: I, You know, oh, I've, I've been doing this for a long time, Steve, and I've posted stories, and I go to websites that do nothing but track and trace police police activities, and they bring to the forefront all the nasty stuff that cops <laughs> are doing. And, Steve, honestly, it it might be 2%. But it's not the majority of them, but here again, they are in a command structure. They do what their buddies are doing. They do what they're being told, or their administration looks the other way when they do something maybe a little extracurricular, and they want to protect the men. Now, I think those days are over with, and I think what you're going to start to see in the future is is not shy policemen, I, but you're not, I think you're going to see a change in the attitude of how they interact with you, with me, with everybody within their jurisdictions. I see this as a positive change. So whether it's... I, I, yeah. I,
5: I, I think a reasonable starting point with the number of police officers in this country, a reasonable percentage would be starting at 10%. I kid you not. Ten percent are bad cops.
2: Trigger happy. And where did Waiting you get where to escalate, where, did, where did, not okay. The okay I'm gonna I'm gonna hold you to the same standard. Where did you get that figure from, huh?
5: <laughs> I'm looking I'm looking at statistics. If I worked in a big if I worked in a big firm, let's say I worked in a factory, let's say I worked at Amazon, and where I worked in Amazon there were one thousand people working in Amazon. Mm-hmm. Would I say that 99% of those people of the 1,000, 999 people of the 1,000 I work with would be excellent employees, great employees?
1: Mm
5: -hmm. I'm looking at laws, averages, percentages, and understanding human behavior and people, how lazy they can be, calling in sick, whatever, making excuses or just poor performance. Of 1,000 people, 10% is probably a low number, but at least a starting point. Of you have 10% of a thousand that are bad employees. That's just a thousand employees. The bigger, the bigger the corporation, the more people involved, the more lax, the more the more bad apples you have. It's just a law of average, a percentage. 10% is a starting point with the bad officers in this country. I see a lot. I no, know, no, I know you've run up against them too. I mean. The younger ones are ticking time bombs. They've come back from Iraq and Afghanistan. They cannot turn off the kill switch. They've been given the go-ahead to kick down doors in other countries, and that's how they do things, and that's okay, and that's normal there. For some reason, that's acceptable behavior as law enforcement in another country. But they come here, and they can't turn it off. These are the ones that beat their wives. These are the guys that want to escalate because that's all they know. They're scary, John. That's a scary bunch. Well uh, that's the guys that busted in the wrong house on the raid, on the drug raid, and shot up the house and killed the wrong people. They mm-hmm. killed people, innocent people, because they got the address wrong. Seven hundred thousand? That's the, that's what I'm talking about. Eight hundred thousand. Those guys are the are the guys who are trigger happy. Okay. Bust the door down. This is like a TV show to them. They get a high on it.
2: Okay. They're so scary. by your ten percent figure, Mike just ferreted out the information uh sheriff sheriff's deputy police in this country 800,000 okay so if you use your 10 percent that means 80,000 cops we got 80,000 bad apples in this country do you think do you actually think that's the case yeah really yeah okay I really do Well,
5: I really do I think your best officers are the older ones that are getting out now the ones that are going to retire and get out—they're just—they're—they're they're upset, but they can't say a damn word about it. They're being taken out. They're being pushed out for the military force. You get—you're forgetting about Obama sending over all the military equipment, pumping up this military law enforcement army. Everybody out there is a potential uh, attacker. Everybody out there—that's the way they look at you.
2: No, I know I, I get that. I, I, I know that, and I get it. That's how they have been trained. So what mm-hmm. we're talking about here is retraining of the police and the people that are wearing a uniform and a badge. If they don't want to comply with the uh, no contact to the head rule, <laughs> guess what? You do damage to somebody. We're not going to cover your butt. You're going to be liable. For lawsuit or anything else, and disciplinary action, and/or firing, and you're going to be put on a list. I think that's a major change. That's something that everybody wanted to see because how many hours and days and months that uh, for all of these years, Steve, we've been talking about this and the ramping up of the police state and the attitude. You know, so this is a.
5: Are you so? Are you talking about cleaning the slate,
2: forgetting about the past, and going
5: forward? or going back and look at the reviews of every officer in your force to find out, boom. Start well, doing, canning some people. Doing, canning some people now.
2: I, I, if I were in charge of the program, and to be fair, because a lot of these cops, this is how they have been trained. You just mentioned it earlier. Send them over to Israel. Let let them see how to do the uh, the knee on the neck and show them how to do the dynamic entry and the uh, no-knock warrants. Which, by the way, which is rather fascinating, uh, I was hearing from some law enforcement going, oh, well, we can't do away with the no-knock search warrants and the dynamic entries. Yes, you can. It's called good old police work, put a couple of detectives, wait till the clown walks out of his house and then go arrest him. Whoa! Hello. I know it's Monday. <laughs> All right, we got callers on board. Hit your refresh screen because I ain't got them over here. Steve Elkins from Florida, John Statmiller in very warm central Texas, over 100 degrees. Oh my God, here comes the second wave of COVID 19. Yeah. This is too good to be true, except this time it is real, 100%. No joke. How about a $25,000 membership to Front Sight Firearms Training Facility as a thank you bonus for a one-time donation to RBN of only $500? It is a Commander Lifetime membership with no yearly fees or dues. The training is free for the rest of your life with over 50 different classes. Then leave it to your designated beneficiary. You provide the approved firearm, holster, ammo, eye, and ear protection. Many features and bonuses are included, more than you would ever expect or believe. This is the ultimate graduation present, wedding gift, etc., etc. See the details. Go to RBN's webpage and FrontSite.com to make it happen. You will hear this offer only on this radio network. Help keep RBN alive. Tell five.
5: Extend your life with
2: ExtendoVite. really works. Here are some reviews from Amazon.com. Amazon customer, 5 out of 5 stars. I'm quite happy about it. This product has relieved what appears to be an angina problem, pain in the chest after climbing stairs, and short on breath. I'm quite happy about it. Dr. Sam Surreal. Good product and ingredients. Kept my blood pressure normal after mild heart attack in 2015. Switched to plant-based diet, also to reverse atherosclerosis. John Bispico's. Five out of five stars. Built up my immune system. To order, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822. Or visit our website at heartdrop.com.
7: Now it's up to you to do your part. The time has come for you to take action and begin broadcasting the truth to hundreds or thousands of people every month. Sound impossible?
1: Soon you will be dancing face to face
4: with the limits of ambition and the scars of the marketplace. Welcome to the land of flame and fills where you will learn that packaging
2: is all that heaven is. What do we do with the 50,000 or the 40,000 bad cops in America? That's an interesting point. Uh, do we retrograde this? Do we go like a rubberneck giraffe, look into your past? Mm. Interesting point. Stephen in San Francisco. Hello, Stephen. I, I
1: believe my name is Thomas.
2: Well, you better call back in and yell at my board <laughs> out because he put Stephen up there. And I don't know where he got. I don't know where okay. he got that at. If your name is Thomas,
1: I, you know it doesn't really matter. By the way, I, I really like you two hosts quite a bit, and you two are responsible for me not having any friends. <laughs> I don't wear masks. I refuse to do it. And of course, in San Francisco, everyone is a, a follower, and they go, "Oh, we must have a wear a mask even outside." I go, I yell at people when they're in their car and they wear a mask. I'm like, "You dumbass! You you're wearing a mask inside your car."
2: Yeah. Yep. I went grocery to the grocery store yesterday, and I walked, in, and it's H E B down here. Uh, a lot of other states have different chains. But I walked in, and everybody's wearing a mask. And one of the employees walked up to me and started to say something about me not wearing a mask. And I just turned, and I—all I all they had to do was look at him. They stopped, spun on their heels, and off they went. I didn't have to say anything.
5: <laughs> well, well, if Thomas, if it makes America. you feel any better, I don't have any friends either. John doesn't <laughs> okay. have any friends. He has John has me. I'm uh, Michael. And me, and that's where where there's only friends. So we have no friends either. Okay, so.
1: but I love you too, anyway. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm not saying that you're responsible for me not having friends. I'm sure there's other reasons too, but uh, I'm just saying that this probably hasn't helped that I.
2: am hey, you're into you're you're a caller. You're, you're, a, you're a caller from San Francisco. Watch watch that love thing, okay? When you say that to another guy. <laughs> Not in a
1: homosexual kind of way, dude. Well,
2: I knew that, man, okay? so it I did. meant
1: like more like we could have some guns and we could point them at the enemy.
2: Well, hopefully we can do this and save our ammunition because we're on to bigger and better things like trying to fix what's really wrong with this country instead of running constantly into the roadblocks they're throwing at us. Stills... Do you know what
1: these communists are doing in my city right now?
2: They've been doing whatever London they've Breed. been doing. They've been doing it for a long time, my friend, a long time. I know,
1: but you know what London Breed is doing? She's redirecting things from the – I know that you – look, I know you dislike the police department, but San Francisco Police Police Department isn't that bad as, as, as the rest of the country. They're actually pretty good. And she's redirect, redirecting funds. Right into the black community. They're
2: all doing it. This is all coordinated. I know,
1: but but that's it sounds good on paper, I guess, to some people, but what does that mean?
2: That means what, you're going to have less mean, police. Is, that means you're going to have less police on the street. That's what that means. Okay,
1: great, but where where's that money funneling into?
2: A place where it shouldn't be going. <clears throat>
1: Well, I understand it also you know, to some people oh well, that's great, we're gonna have all this money just funnel into this whatever black communities and whatever. Does that mean uh it I don't know where it's gonna go. And by the way, I have to say this quick point. I you got twenty like, seconds. Uh, one race I'm gonna make just real quick.
2: Twenty seconds.
1: I don't like any racist comments going into your your thing like i guess this tom from florida or something like that he, he, he says all these racist things i'm not into it i mean i don't hate white people but i don't hate black people i love everybody
4: thomas we got a break Did you know that you can be tracked and traced when you're online? With identity theft and cyber crimes on the rise, your passwords, your identity, and even your physical location can be revealed to complete strangers. Would you like to surf the internet anonymously and not have to worry about these threats? Well, now you can by visiting patriotinternet.com. For about $2 per month, PatriotInternet.com will conceal your IP address and your physical location, allowing you to browse the web, send emails, and instant message anonymously. PatriotInternet.com will bypass filters, block sites, and keyword blocking. You can also bypass logging by your router and your ISP. With PatriotInternet.com, there is no software to install and uses 128-bit encryption for your protection. When using wireless hotspots, PatriotInternet.com shields your information from identity thieves and is compatible with Windows, Mac, and Linux. Protect your identity and your freedom with anonymous Internet access from PatriotInternet.com. Visit PatriotInternet.com today. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network.
6: Because you can handle the truth.